Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm Chuck. This episode is brought to you by Lower Gentry Studios. Lower Gentry Studios is a film production company that specializes in high-quality productions at a low cost. Lower Gentry Studios has an upcoming web series titled Canyon County that you'll be able to see on YouTube this December. Subscribe to their channel to get notifications of new episodes of Canyon County as well as new episodes of this podcast. Today I chat with Colin Inslee. Colin owns and operates Inslee Visual Media, a professional film production company. We discuss working in the commercial film world as well as the ever-changing landscape for the indie filmmaker. Enjoy. All right. We're recording. Hey. Welcome, Colin Inslee. Yes. Okay. We yeah. have You have to be careful because here in Boy- Boise, it's Boise right. and not Boise, but right. you're... Inslee and not Inslee. Yeah, it's like going both ways. <laughs> so you have a production company. Yeah. Excellent. What do you produce? What do you specialize in? Um, so to pay the bills, I I specialize in kind of a corporate video. Okay. Um, I I try to take a little bit more of a documentary approach to the stuff that I do whenever okay. possible, um, just because. You know, there's only so much you can do to point a camera at someone and make them sound interesting when they're talking. But okay, um, yeah. So I I've been doing it for um, uh, probably about five or six years now. Okay, um, and I started out uh, in house at a company in California um, as the head video guy there, and uh, kind of hit the ceiling and went out on my own and. Cool. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. It's been a fun a fun ride. Okay, so you yeah. you so this production company is your main source of income. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Um, yeah, that's and... scary. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you got to make yeah. sure that you keep business coming in all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, but you also do some some creative work, some narrative yeah. work mm-hmm. on the side, that's and true. you sent me a link to uh, an LA forty eight hour film competition that you took part in. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the same thing here in the Treasure Valley. They I know. Have, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And yeah. that is, they do the the Horde, the H48 mm-hmm. in October. Coming up. App, and then they do a uh, Idaho 48. Um, they just did the, that, right? Uh, that's that's or, usually right around Memorial, okay. Memorial Day weekend okay. in May, June-ish. Right. Um, so, kind of the same concept. Uh, my film crew has done... Uh, that a few times mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty intense it's crazy yeah yeah and uh the the quality of the the production that you have was really high thank you and i was very impressed thank with you. that because it's it's difficult so I've so it looked really good that. yeah <laughs> uh it, it looked really good and then the other thing is it sounded really good and i was extremely mm-hmm. impressed with that thanks man. how did you and and what it was called we're elves, we're elves yeah. and they can people can look it up on youtube via... yeah it's um it's public on youtube just type in uh we're elves w-e apostrophe r-e we're elves okay um and that should you should find it pretty easily there okay yeah so how did you get the sound um so Backtrack a little bit. So it was my crew was me and two of my friends that were all in production in some way. Um, okay. I tend to focus more on directing and, okay. and writing that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I can shoot. I can edit. I just prefer to hand that off to other people if I can. Got it. Uh, and then my buddy Zach is a DP. Um, okay. And then my friend 
James um, is production sound. So um, between the three of us, we kind of have the the basics covered. Yeah. And um, so James just, you know, he has a, a, a field mixer and a boom mm. and lobs and all that. And so okay. we, we knew that... Um, it must not... You didn't ADR anything. We did a little bit. Did a you? Li- a little bit, yeah. I, I didn't notice it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good to hear. Yeah, I didn't notice what yeah. it was. Did you ADR any of the, the speech, like any of the, the lines? And we should probably yeah. take a step back because I'm excited to have you on. People don't understand mm-hmm. what it is to make film productions. Let alone people, 48 hours. No, have, yeah. people have no idea yeah. how long it takes. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of funny uh, that when people show interest in it mm-hmm. um, and then they learn how much time it takes. And when you go to the movies and it's a, like a two hour film or whatever, right. it's an incredibly large amount of work. And yeah. there's so much time that goes into producing one minute of footage. Right. Um, we were Both ex- on, the, on the front end and the back end and in, the, yes. in just the shooting of it by yes. itself. Yeah. Yes. So first of all, the writing takes a long time. Yeah. Um, I had uh, my brother Elliot on and we chatted about the writing process. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been writing since he was a teenager. You yeah. know? So we're talking like 15 years of constantly writing. And still to this day, he's, he's about 50, 50. He throws away half of what he writes. Yep. Just doesn't even. That's a good ratio. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like built his way up to that. Yeah. And then, uh, we were excited on this. Uh, we just shot a web series Canyon County. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were excited that we, we finally like cut down cause we were about, oh man, like, uh, per page. I don't even, I don't even know, like a couple hours. Uh, per page of, of shooting yeah. and we cut it down to like to like an hour wow. um, yeah uh, we we were moving pretty quickly we're gonna have to ADR a lot of things and that's yeah. what ADR is just for anybody that's listening and that's recording everybody's vocals after you've filmed it because there's too much background Which noise is not recommended no it's yeah. a, it's a beast it's a, it's of a, a process pain. yeah <laughs> um, but there's just so many environmental sounds that you can't yeah. control sometimes yeah so your your short film mm-hmm. um, it must not have been that windy of a day or he had really good labs or something like that um, like I mean that day was such a can I curse mm-hmm. shit show <laughs> it was yeah. such a shit show um, I mean we got lucky that um, we did have the right kind of mix of mics to kind of capture um, the dialogue the best that we could mm-hmm. Um we and for the most part, there's only ever two people on screen. For the most part, there's a couple yeah. of scenes where there's three, and that was a little more difficult. But um, yeah, so we we had both of our main actors labbed up, and then um, James, when he was there, it was difficult because he was also the editor. So at a certain point, he had to kind of go and start editing, and then I started <laughs> recording sound and and nice. directing. But um. You have to do that if you have such a small yeah, crew. It's just to. a requirement. Yeah, so absolutely. for people that don't understand, if you make a five-minute short film written and directed and cut together in 48 hours, mm-hmm. you don't get to sleep no. that weekend. No. And if it starts at on Friday at, at 5 o'clock right. and you, or 6 o'clock or whatever, and then you have to turn it in Sunday at 5 or 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. you don't, the actors might be able to sleep. Yeah. 
if they don't have to record their lines over again after after you've cut everything together. But mm -hmm. it's you don't get to sleep. No. And we were actually at a disadvantage there, too, because we were all in Orange County, which if, if you're not familiar with California, it's about an hour south of L.A. Okay. And so we had to be in L.A. to get, you know, the prompt and the characters and all that kind of stuff to mm -hmm. start. And then we had to drive home to Orange County <laughs> and then do everything and then yeah. buffer enough time so that we had the the film finished and exported and on a, on a hard drive and then drive an hour to LA to turn it in. Oh, wow. So, yeah. They let you upload for the Idaho Oh, that's one. nice. You just email them that's the file. Nice. That's much, much nicer. <laughs> yeah. It makes that process, because I'm about 30 minutes away too. Like yeah. those those little bits of time it, matter immensely. Totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's so many people just don't understand that pre-production. Like, if you if you get one minute of footage, that's anywhere from like minimum probably three hours of work to just shooting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well. Sometimes it depends on how many I guess like cuts. People don't understand a lot of times when you're cutting between shots, like how many different setups that takes. If you have a conversation. Right between right. two actors. It might be They've five had, different shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've had that conversation like 20, 30, 40 times. And trying to keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but like writing and then all that stuff, the best we've ever been able to do is like three hours per minute. But mm -hmm. usually it's like, it, it's it's probably five to eight hours Yeah. once it's done. And out per in minute. the world. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do, you, do you do uh, any other, do you have any other plans for any types of creative yeah, work. yeah. Um, I mean, for starters, I would love to take play or take part in the um, the I forty eight yeah stuff because that's a lot of fun. It's um, it's really stressful, but it is it is a lot of fun to look back on this like crazy weekend that you spent, and then mm -hmm. where at the beginning of it you didn't have anything, and by the end of it you have a film that you can show people, and hopefully they like it, and yeah. Um, so I, I would love to take part in that. And then, um, I am writing, uh, a lot and, or trying to, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I have kids. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I, I definitely want, um, to do stuff here now that I'm here in Boise. That's cool. Yeah. And what about your corporate, your corporate work? Mm -hmm. What does that, what does that look like? So for the time being, it's a lot of flying back to California for shoots. Oh. Um, I've I've heard about you types of guys yeah. in the film industry around here. It's kind of a new burgeoning people uh, coming to live here. And then, yeah, and then just flying back to do yeah. shoots and things like that. Uh, yeah, it's not ideal. I <laughs> you don't like to spend a whole bunch of time on a plane. No, and okay. away from my wife and kids <laughs> and dogs. No, that's um, here's a tip. Don't be tempted to take Allegiant Air because the airfare is cheap. No, I, no, Southwest all the way. Okay. Yeah. I, I did I that once. I did that once. Yeah. And I was delayed not by like several hours, but an entire day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we were we were in the first of all, we were delayed by like like four or five hours before everybody got in the plane. Great. Um we take off like 20, 30 minutes into the flight, there's there's this like this shaking oh, God. 
And then and then the pilot says, we have to turn around and, go back. and land. Oh, my gosh. So we're in the air. Everybody's cheering when we first take off. Like, oh, sweet. We're going to be, we're yeah. going to get to L.A. And then, yeah. and then the thump and then turn oh around. And then the next day uh, they had got a different plane there. And the plane that we were on was like getting serviced or something like that. I'm like, this Super is safe. a little frightening. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, after that, I yeah. decided they gave me a giant credit and stuff. Like, I, here's a read. I you would can hope come. So. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, just I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to go on no. your planes again. <laughs> I, I thought about it because they, are, they cheap. are cheap. It's like, 50, like, it's like 50 bucks. You can get it right. at like 45. It's like sometimes yeah. like 30 something yeah. to get there and then like $30 yeah. back. It's like, but they ridiculous. only fly like two days out of the week, right? Mm-hmm. So that sucks. Yeah. And, that is also very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think anybody's died yet, well, but that was a little bit too close for comfort for me. <laughs> maybe shave some years off. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, you fly back and do corporate work. Yeah. Cool. Not ideal. I My my vision mm-hmm. for it, because um, I, I would like to keep um, as many clients as I have in California, just because I... I feel like I've been doing good work and I want to keep on serving them, but yeah. I would love to find a couple of shooters at least that I can trust to go out and shoot stuff for me and then get me the footage and I can edit it here. But, oh, that would be ideal. Um, it's tough because I've built up a relationship with these people and mm-hmm. um, one client, for example, um, is a is a behavioral health and addiction facility and okay. they they basically don't want anyone but me to shoot stuff, which is great. Like it's flattering, but um, I also don't want to have to fly back every time. What do you, what is that ongoing need? I'm curious, like as far as like the market for that, that those types of videos, are you doing commercials that air like on television? I mean, that'd be great. Not so much that. Um, So with this particular client, it's, it's a company that is kind of the parent company for, probably four or five different facilities that um, cater to, whether it's mental health or Mm. addiction or some combination thereof. Um, And so a lot of the work I've been doing for them is, it's, I mean, 100% of it is just winds up on YouTube or their website or something like that. Okay. um, A lot of it is like client testimonials, people that have been through it and experienced, or had a good experience there and they want to share their story. And that's where I get to do kind of more of a documentary style approach to things. Oh, cool. Um, I'm in the middle of a project right now for them where they're revamping pretty much all of their websites. And so they need a lot of new video content for whether this is what we do, this is where we are, this is, you know, these are our facilities. So it's a lot of um, very kind of corporate talking head, fill in as much B-roll as you can. Okay. Yeah. That's, there There are quite a few people, I mean, I don't know if you've gotten into the groups on Facebook here. A little bit, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that are trying to uh, to, to build that, that market up mm-hmm. here in the Treasure Valley. Yeah. Um, I don't know how successful it is. Uh, yet, as far as trying finding those businesses that want to create that that video content, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine in a, in a bigger metropolitan area that would just be a given because more people are maybe looking online for that type of content to be sold. I, or, or did you? You'd be surprised. So, so you came through and did you make these contacts for your business and then 
basically make sure that they understood they needed video? Is that um, how? <laughs> I'm curious. So, no, yeah, that's a great question. Um, my experience with it, and you know, everyone has their own experience, mm -hmm. but my experience has been that I made really good contacts um, at the full-time job where I was the, the in-house video department. Okay. Um, and that specifically was at a company where there was a lot of turnover, a lot of people coming and going. Mm. And so... Um, so good good management. Good, great. Solid. Just the best. <laughs> I've never worked at any place no. like that. No, it's unheard high of, turn, right? High turnover. Yeah, good crazy. gravy. <laughs> but, um, but so a lot of people came and went and... Mm -hmm. um, People remember, oh, there's that guy that did video. I should reach out to him and see if he does freelance work. Okay. Uh, and so with this, it's, it's called New Vista Behavioral Health, the company that I've been doing a lot of work for. Mm -hmm. um, they they hired a marketing manager who I used mm -hmm. to work with at okay. this other place who shall remain nameless. Mm -hmm. um, and she'd reach out to me and said, hey, do you, do you have any interest in doing stuff for me on the side and i said absolutely and um but even then it's even if you are cold calling people even yeah. in you know southern california which um is you know there's more production there but at the same time it's there's a lot more people that are doing it so yeah um you still have to communicate the value of it and yeah um you know why you should pay for good video um, and people, and even if you explain it well, people don't necessarily always connect the the cost of it and the the value of it. That I would just about imagine has to be extremely difficult yeah. for to to explain to businesses. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, this is not an area that I've ever delved into. Uh, I have I teach, which gives me summers. And gives me, you know, like like long breaks and things like that mm -hmm. to be able to do this as a hobby, right. something that I enjoy. Um, but it's a very time-consuming hobby mm -hmm. um, and expensive, and and it is expensive yeah. <laughs> to 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 do this hobby. But uh, when you're coming to a, a business and you're like, well, let me produce video, and they don't understand that that one minute takes all of this time in the background and all of right. these extra people, right? Um, so, so with those successful clients, um, maybe a bit of advice for people if they're, I mean, I don't know if you want to be setting yourself up for more competition in the no, Treasure Valley I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to stay here and not fly back and forth. I mean, but. you know, I, first off, I don't, I don't view it as competition. Okay. It's just, you know, I think for me, so there was, to backtrack a little bit, the reason okay. why we moved here in the first place is we have to talk about the California vision yes, too because I'm you're so you're, sorry. you're a part of it. I no, know. I'm not I I'm not native Idahoan. Right. I've been here this is the longest I've lived anywhere in oh, my life. I've wow. bounced kind of all over the country. Mm -hmm. Um but uh uh coincidentally um I moved here from California. Oh. So I lived in in Sacramento area okay, for yeah. like a couple years. I didn't like I didn't enjoy the lifestyle there because it was so it was so chaotic. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I, one thing that I don't think uh, a lot of people understand, especially from because I grew up in a, uh, I mean I grew up kind of all over the place, but I went to high school in a really tiny town, mm -hmm. and um, sometimes like smaller areas. I th this is my own personal belief. Uh, they don't they don't have that entrepreneurial spirit, and in California, 
It's people throw a stone, you hit an yeah, entrepreneur. People have it yeah. all over the place. And well, so this like drive, to. there's a huge yeah. amount of drive there. Yeah. And so I think I think that's that's good uh for for people to be coming. And it's not like uh, you know, if they come if they come from small mountain areas or something like mm-hmm. that to the big city of, of, of Boise or, or Nampa or whatever and or Meridian and uh, they don't necessarily they're coming here and they're you know trying to fight fine for vie for jobs at mm-hmm. Simplot or, or whatever right. employment um, versus people that are coming and you are living here and then taking the funds that you're producing in California and, bring in, <laughs> and then bringing them in here yeah. to Idaho. It's like a net increase. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, I, so we moved here almost purely for practical reasons. We, yeah. it just, it's too expensive to live in California, oh, especially with kids. I bet. Um, especially where we were in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but also selfishly, part of me saw Boise as a market where, it's got this weird, I shouldn't say weird. It's got this great mix of like, it's this completely metropolitan city with mm. all kinds of culture and art and interesting people and lots of great stories to tell, but there's not necessarily a huge infrastructure of film there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I, I kind of saw it as a, I can, a place I can go to, to maybe, be able to either do something or bring something that I wouldn't necessarily be able to easily do in California, just because there's such a, um, a just dearth, not dearth, such a wide array of people in California who do what I do and want to do what I, what I do. Um, so I lost the thread of that a little bit. We, but... you were going to talk about, uh, creating, st- what to do to okay. give the businesses the value of the video mm-hmm. production to their business right. because they don't, because they do see that high price tag. Right. And then they're probably like, yeah. what? Yeah. I got an iPhone. I can do this myself. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I think it comes down to being able to, to spit out some some numbers to them basically and mm-hmm. by that i mean like stats yeah um whether it's you know video retains your audience attention by x amount of percent compared to a blog or mm-hmm. um it drives this percentage growth versus you know whatever you're doing now um and then specifically be able to point to Maybe competitors of theirs, maybe not even in Idaho, just maybe say you're working for, just to take an example from my mm-hmm. my clients, a behavioral health or addiction facility. Okay. And be able to point to, okay, well, this company in California, and granted, they're different markets, but they're doing these, you know, kind of highly produced videos and they do X amount of revenue per year what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And if you were to be able to spend maybe not that much, but maybe a little bit more than what you're doing right now, um, do you think that that might be a net gain for you? Do you think that that would bring value to not only your company, but also the people that are looking at your content? 
Um, and are people looking at your content? You know, how can we get them to look at your content? Um, I think video is more than ever. It's it's the way. Yeah. You know, I was in a discussion about that recently um, uh, with with a, a fellow filmmaker, and uh, we were we were kind of uh, looking at the history of music mm-hmm. and uh, versus versus video and um like the mp3 came out uh like 90s or something like that i want to say yeah Yeah. and then um all of a sudden you could just get access to all this music via the via the internet and And it it was devalued it yeah it devalued it quickly and then the record companies um were extremely stubborn Mm -hmm. about about trying to control that you know and obviously like you have like the metallica thing and like going after lawsuits against people or whatever Mm -hmm. um and and it's kind of funny that on the video end you had netflix kind of jump they beat I, i don't know i don't know the timing on this but it feels like my spotify account came right around the same time or even after my netflix account like and I don't know that I don't know yeah I don't know the timing on that but right it had to have been it's it feels to me like it was relatively close if you think about the fact that yeah. the streaming video the point that we could do that versus the streaming audio it's like there there's there's not a lot of information in audio versus video and right. it's and it's it's a much smaller barrier to yeah yeah to get to and yeah. I I think I haven't. I don't watch much on, I watch a lot on, on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to get into YouTube more. We're, we're trying to do a web series on YouTube. Uh, but you don't, YouTube is just, it's crazy. Yeah. There was a stat that I I heard recently that it's like, it's something like over, I, I can't remember whether it's measured in like time or file size but the amount of video being uploaded to youtube every single minute is more than like anything that we've ever been able to measure it's like it's it's crazy how much content is out there the and that's got to be a lot of hard drives somewhere in (laughs) somewhere you know whether it's silicon valley or wherever yeah it's nuts yeah uh we were talking so that i was talking with a filmmaker about that and we we were we were uh uh obviously uh, trying to figure out like a a, a, a step forward towards success mm-hmm. in this current paradigm and then how that compared to like 20 years ago on what you would have to do. Yeah. And now there there are no barriers really. Zero. To get Just your, your own, stuff your out own there. creativity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you the days of, and it's really frustrating um, when you're trying to get into film festivals yeah. uh, right now. I don't. Have you ever submitted any mm-hmm. narrative content to film festivals? Yeah, that uh, that's kind of a joke. I mean, there's yeah. some there's some really there's good some film. Great ones, so there's but... one um, actually in Twin Falls um, that's that's really solid. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Sandwiches. Okay. Um, the uh, I and then there's there's some local ones here too. There's a little bit going on there. Apparently something happened to the Boise Film Festival. I'm not quite oh, sure really? what happened. Oh. Yeah, they were supposed to be. They were scheduled to, uh, uh, to be on, and now I guess they're off. For oh. I don't really. I don't oh. want to talk. Uh-oh. I don't know what That's happened. Not good. Um, and then there's uh, Sun Valley Film Festival, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, uh, there's there's the Tree Fort Film Fort. I don't know if, have you ever heard of Tree Fort? I've I've heard of Tree Fort. It's it's a music festival, right? Yeah. And then they do a film fort thing. Um, But anyway. It's almost like South by Southwest. 
where it's like yes. music and film and everything, all the all the culture, all the art. Exactly. Cool. And it's they got a ton of music, but then they do it. They have a film component into that too. And that's in Boise. That's in Boise. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's pretty I can't slick. Wait. Yeah. You you got to get tickets for that one. Yeah. Um. But uh, that that film festival thing you hear when you're when you're a creative person you're trying to get your narrative films out there mm-hmm. you always hear about like the kevin smiths or uh the, the christopher, one, the one christopher the nolan yeah. and stuff like that and i don't know i don't know if it's going to look like that anymore you know i i went to uh the sun valley film festival our content didn't get put in there um but they had uh they had uh one of the du- duplass duplass, duplass brothers on there those guys yeah and so it was it was uh so he was he was talking about like his his uh initial outing into like sundance or something like that it Mm -hmm. came on like a vhs tape um and so he was talking about that story and then i looked into it because he started there yeah like he started at that point in his autobiography and then i looked into it and he and his brother had been funded for a gigantic project already so so they knew someone yeah to be able to get into that right but he cut that out of his like presentation right <laughs> in front of the group of people well, it looks you better right? yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so so we were so anyway so i guess i'm kind of going off on a tangent um but uh we were talking about like what it's going to look like moving forward because that i don't think that that avenue like film festivals i see now as being like something fun that you might be able to get your film shown at. Mm-hmm. So you want to be very careful about how much money you spend right. submitting to those film festivals. You have to be selective. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. you're just going to be dropping 50 to to $100 over and over and over again for several rejection letters. Yeah. Because if it's a big one, the chances are they already have certain content picked out. Right. Um, There's only so many slots they have to fill. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and even at the, even at the one in Sun Valley here, Mm -hmm. um, all the Idaho films, they put in a trailer on Sunday after they tore everything down. No way. (laughs) Yeah. That sucks. (laughs) I know. And so, uh, and then it was, they, you know, they get all sorts of, of stars and, and, uh, high level people to like come and do talks and things. And then they, they show all of their content in Sun Valley. Right. So it's kind of like a, it's like a, a mini, Hollywood event well, and it's then like, like the whole like Bruce Willis Demi Moore set, right? Yeah, yeah, but from it's, back in the day. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And so so those those all get featured there. Um but uh I mean I don't know, maybe they'll change that around. Maybe it's worth the Hopefully. submission yeah. to 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 pay for that, but it's it's like that learning curve and then it's and then it's you hear those stories and as a content creator it's like how do you move forward? Right. How do you how do you get your narrative content uh, how do you build an audience for that? And right now it's kind of the wild west in video. Yeah, no, that's the wild west is definitely the way to put it for sure. It's scary. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. on the one hand it's great cause there's virtually no barrier to entry. If you have, like, if you, if you look at that movie Tangerine shot on an iPhone, one Sundance, like, oh, okay. you can, you can make a movie on your phone. If you can know how to tell a story, you yeah. can do it. But there's so many people doing it mm-hmm. that how do you ever stand out? And I feel like I feel like you almost have to kind of shift the paradigm or shift your thinking on it a little bit. Where yeah, um, a, a lot of people they they make their film first and then they worry about trying to find an audience. Yes, I feel like almost you have to start building an audience first mm-hmm. and then not necessarily use that to tell your story, but know that you have an audience built in and then mm-hmm. you can make a film and show that audience. And, you know, I think that's how you start to build momentum a little bit where 
you know, even if you're just putting it up on YouTube or something, you know, if you can get, I don't know what the number would be, but a lot of views, mm -hmm. you know, that's how you can start to kind of claw your way up and be, you know, show, show the powers that be that whoever they are yeah. that, you know, I can tell a story that is going to have an audience and therefore you can, you know, spend X amount of dollars advertising to that audience and yeah. there's, and there's the value, which sucks because <laughs> you just want to tell a story, but yeah. you like in order to be able to do it at a level where I guess you feel good about it. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of have to think about it that way. Yeah. You know, gone are the days of, you know, um, the Christopher Nolans or the Duplass brothers or Steven yeah. Soderbergh, sex lives and videotapes. Um, yeah. It just doesn't exist anymore. Which, no. You know, it's too bad, but, but here we are. Yeah. So, and the, the positive thing about that, the positive spin is in, in my opinion is we got, uh, the barriers low. Right. So you don't have to go um, out and, and get a camera and film and all that stuff. You can film on your iPhone. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, gone are the days, uh, like hopefully, of like the Harvey Weinsteins. Hopefully. You, yeah. you know, where it's just like, I am the mountain that you need to, to get past right. in order to get your content out. Right. And I am in charge of this. And I am the bottleneck, you know. There's a great book about that, actually. Oh, um, really? Called, it's by the same guy that, I don't know if, you, if you've ever read, um... Easier Riders and Raging Bulls. Mm -mm. So it's this author. Author. His name is um, Peter Biskind. I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. He wrote another book um, about the the indie film world of the late eighties and early nineties. Oh, kind of the, okay. the the Miramax and Eli yeah. and all those kind of independent companies. And you're right. It it very quickly went from in the late eighties where you could if you had enough, you know, chutzpah and talent, you could get a film into Sundance and you could get distribution and you could build a career off of that. Mm -hmm. It very quickly became, thanks in large part to Harvey Weinstein and the Miramaxes and those companies, it became a lot more of a, a bottleneck, like you're saying. And mm -hmm. um, it became a lot more about the bottom line, about, yeah. well, this film sold for X millions of dollars at Sundance. So therefore we want more of these kinds of films. <laughs> it, it's, it's the Pulp Fiction thing, you yeah. know, Pulp Fiction blew the door off the, the ind independent film world. And then you started to see a lot of Pulp Fiction imitations. And yeah. It, you know, I, I, I think that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have had Boondock Saints without Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> really? A lot of similarities there? Yeah, think? Well, well, yeah. <laughs> So that's a whole other, whole other thing. But. We can get into movie critiques. I think that's totally 100% yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Boondock Saints. Um, Troy Duffy. <laughs> what, a, what a clown. Yeah. I I wish I wish that it were still true that you could do those things. But at the same time, like get get into those places and, yeah. and get your film shown at, at one of those events. But, uh, you know, and then to see it like here in our state, see that same bottleneck kind mm -hmm. of occurring yeah. and I don't know, I don't know what it is. Um, it's but money. It's pure, it it's purely money. It's, uh, yeah, you know, everybody. They, it's follow the money, unfortunately, you know. And, and, and it's, I mean that we, I think we just have to accept that truth almost because yeah. I mean, if you look at what you're doing, like, I mean, 
I bet there are some commercial products that you kick out and you're like, oh man, that felt really good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, versus creating your own content. Right. I mean, I, like I said, There's I, no, it's, it's apples and oranges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to do what you need to do mm -hmm. to pay the bills until, and, and kudos to you to being, to at least being able to work with a camera <laughs> for a living. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, there have been some, some, uh, <laughs> some scary months where it's like, yeah. I don't know how we're going to pay rent this month, but, <laughs> but you know, that's also a large part of why we moved here too. Mm -hmm. um, the, we would love to be able to buy a house one day. Oh, okay. And um, that just was not ever going to happen in California, um, which is fine. You know, I, I was born and raised there, but, okay. Um, you know, you have to do what's best for your family at the, at the end of the day. And uh, we, we saw we saw Boise as a, um, a, a good spot, not only for us, but also mm -hmm. to be able to hopefully set our kids up to, be able to thrive in life too, um, where it, it just, I, it was going to be very, very difficult in California. How long have you lived here? <laughs> um, we moved here in August. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, oh, you just moved yeah, here. We got here August 1st. Oh, wow. And then I was on a plane back to California on August 10th and I flew back on the 18th. And um, <laughs> So you spent like two weeks here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I thought I left the bad air quality behind me. Well, what's great? So, <laughs> it's, you know, it's usually like really good air quality here, but no, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know that a lot of it is from fires in <laughs> other states, but um, when I flew back to California, so this was uh, August 10th, there's all mm -hmm. these basically the entire state's on fire. Yeah. And I was flying into uh, John Wayne Airport, which is in Santa Ana. And there's a big fire in a city called Corona, which is just over over the hill, basically. Okay. And as I was flying in at night, I could see the hill on fire. Oh, wow. It was scary. It was really, really scary. But, you know, in in, in some ways, it almost kind of validated the uh, <laughs> the decision. Like, you know, got out at the right time, basically. Yeah. I have uh, I lived in Redding, California, okay, yeah. for about a year, and I have yeah. some friends there. They get they they get out of their houses and stuff in time yeah. with their animals, but Scary. that is nuts. It uh, it's it gets it gets pretty intense here sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I've been like I said, I've been here for ten years, and this is not the smokiest right. it has been. Right. Um, oh yeah. Every every state has its. It's, it's wildfires or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hurricanes. <laughs> some type yeah, of disaster. Some kind of natural disaster. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, if you're in the Northwest, it's just constant rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is unpleasant. Or I guess now. I, I love, I love the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have, well, I suppose you haven't yet since you've moved to Boise, but I'm, have you visited like Portland, Seattle area previously? So, um, that's interesting. So actually we, um, so it's me and my wife mm -hmm. and we have a daughter and my wife has two stepkids from her first marriage. Okay. And then that her ex-husband has recently or since remarried and also has a baby and we all moved up here. Okay. Um, we were all on good terms and we're all friends mm -hmm. and we had been talking about getting out of California for a number of years, mm -hmm. but neither parent wanted to go anywhere without the other so that the kids could all come and everyone mm -hmm. would be here. And so we looked at Portland, actually, as okay. a place to live. Um, and we thought about Seattle, but that felt kind of more of just like a lateral move. Uh, in, Seattle in is insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I was trying to figure it out, and I think it's the tech boom. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, and and now you're seeing it come here too, because the salaries are so high. Yeah, who can afford those big places? It has to be the tech people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so we checked out Portland actually, and um, didn't love it. Yeah, the, uh, like I, I think it'd be one thing if we were just a young married couple and <laughs> you know didn't have to worry about kids, but yeah, um, you know it. There's certainly a lot going on there, but. Um, mm-hmm. We just didn't love it for for our family. P- Portland has a has a vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, I grew up. I grew. I grew. Like I said, I grew up everywhere. So I lived. Um, I lived in Beaverton for a while. Okay, which yeah. is just outside of Portland. Right. You can take the you can take the Max into Portland from there. Um, I think now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've. I've never been. I've been to a lot of different cities. I've never been to a city like Portland. There, That's for sure. There is There's none. A distinct <laughs> vibe, there. and it's very fun to visit. Uh, yeah, because I would love to go back and visit. <laughs> yeah, and spend some time there, but I don't know if I would want to live there. I've I know some people that are from Portland that are they've bounced around. I, I think they're going to end up landing in in Arizona. Yeah, um, uh, a, lot, a lot of people do. Yeah, mountainous yeah. Arizona uh, yeah. because they they miss the the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> or they haven't had it. It's just like vitamin D deficiency. Right. You don't realize you have it until you like you get in the sun. You're like, oh, why do I feel so much I better? Feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> no, uh, I really, I really like it. Uh, I think I could. I, I don't know if I could move back just because of the rain, mm-hmm. but uh, it's got a different vibe. Um, and and I'd love uh, I'd love to bring one of those Antifa people. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I have. Yeah. I'd love to bring someone. I don't know if there are any in Boise, but I'd love to chat with one because I had uh, last time I went to Portland, I had a super interesting conversation with this uh, this guy that um, there was this death metal uh, concert going on at this like uh, cider house. You know, of, of course, of, it's it's cider Portland. and death metal. Yeah, yeah it so goes like well together. you you have everybody like sipping cider in like one area, and then there's like a death metal concert like back around, and you can kind of hear the music in the bar, That's but fantastic. not really. Um, and so these these guys were all getting pumped up to go like beat up Nazis. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a huge thing in right. Portland right now with the yeah. Nazis and the Big anti-fascists. Yeah. And so I'm chatting with this guy, and and there was just like this this cognitive dissonance with I'm like you how how do you justify like like hurting people based on their belief system yeah. or who they are right you know i'm like this Just, is the, the nazi the, the you know the fascists or whatever like they want to institute like control over people and your answer to that is to institute control and be intolerant them. yeah and she, he's like well that's that's just the way it is. It doesn't have to be, though. <laughs> and I'm, I'm yeah. like, I don't understand. But it's it's they're really an aggressive group. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, fascists are pretty aggressive and... And terrible. And, and terrible yeah. people, you yeah. know? But it's it's so interesting to see that. And it's it's all just kind of, like, coming to this head in Portland, of all places. Yeah. It just makes sense, though, for some reason. Like, I don't know why it feels right <laughs> that it would be Portland, Oregon, where that's there's, occurred. There's a, there's a feeling in the air there. It's just like there's... Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, um, it's almost, like, electric. <laughs> you go... <laughs> You go and buy one of those max tickets. I remember the last time I did it, and then I, I'm, I'm on like the the train, like going back to the hotel I'm staying at, and it's just it's just full, full of all these homeless people with like mm-hmm. their bags. Yeah, and I'm like, they didn't pay. No, <laughs> nobody's policing right. any of the stuff, and I mean that's that's fun. It's just kind of like 
live and let live for the most part. Unless yeah. you're fascist or anti-fascist. Then, Those two then, are in battle. Yeah. But I think most of the people just kind of like walk around it. And, right. <laughs> oh, Which, that's going on today. I mean, you almost kind of have to <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah, you know? I suppose. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that was kind tangent. of a tangent. Yeah. But uh, so, so you're setting up your business here. Mm-hmm. You're flying back and forth. I do want to yeah. have you kind of, because we've touched on it a little bit, but it would be good to get... Uh, some advice out there for people that are looking to do this in the mm-hmm. treasure Valley. And like, what are you going to do um, to try to bring, build some business here mm-hmm. for your film production? Like what, do you have a map yet? I know it's been a, it's, like a couple it's been, weeks. It's, it's been a minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, so I, I do have a little bit of a, of an advantage in that um, I've got a friend from school, f- film school who, um, mm. who lives here. We're, oh, actually, cool. we're actually renting his house from him, but Sweet. Um, so he, um, is in kind of marketing and film. So he knows a lot of the people, okay. whether they're at creative agencies or marketing agencies or even just business owners. Yeah. He knows a lot of people here that, um, either need video or don't know they need it yet. Okay. Um, and so I'm hoping. Warm to, calls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So I'm, I'm hoping that there'll be at least a bit of a market to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been meeting with production companies around here to kind of just get my foot in the door and just start meeting people and working here as much as I can. So I don't have to fly back a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've met with um, the folks at, uh, at front runner films. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met with, um, some smaller kind of one man band operations. Um, and just, it's, it's been nice to kind of meet people and, um, you know, make those connections and network and, and hopefully I'll be able to start working a little bit here. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to have to be just meeting people. Um, I'm definitely going to be going to some of those, um, connect on the deck events at jump. Okay. Just to, you know, shake hands and right. yeah, see, bump see, into the Yeah. Exactly. And then there's the Idaho Idaho indie filmmakers as a Yeah, as I, I am I am a member of a lot of those Facebook okay. groups too. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um what do you what is your stance on because we talked about price of video and, and businesses not necessarily understanding. Um and 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 I know that this has been like a conversation on Facebook and by quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Um where's your stance on on cutting a giving discounts to get the foot in the door based on the market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel like, do you feel like there's certain areas where it would be safe to do something like that and, and then be able to explain to the customer that like, this is the, this is the initial price. You're going to see the value in this right? where, where you would have having your experience be like, okay, well this as soon as I close this deal with this business, even though I'm not making a lot of money on this first one, um, I know that they're going to come back for more. Are there right. certain businesses in your mind that might be able to benefit from that? Totally. Or, okay. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you can't have the conversation without acknowledging the fact that where I came from and here are, there are two different markets Yeah. with different expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, even in California, there were times where I was thinking to myself, well, should I should I quote them this much? This is how much it's worth, but I don't know if they're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the at the end of the day, you still want to work. You still want to yes. get <laughs> that, makes that sense. contract and get that client um, with the hopes that you know once they see the value, you can go. Well, you know, it's, this is how much it actually should cost. Um, 
but yeah, I feel like um, with here specifically, um, especially for kind of smaller to kind of mid-level companies that are maybe just just based here, mm-hmm. um, that, that maybe don't have a national presence, um, there's absolutely a call for that. Um, okay. Where, you know, you have to you have to feed your family, but you also have to make your clients happy and. Mm-hmm. That is a balance. Plant those you know? seeds and yeah, yeah. There are uh, the more I think about it right now, there are a lot of opportunities. When we were uh, we d- we did uh, like a little bit of trade, not too much. When we were filming our zero budget mm-hmm. web series, yeah, this is our, this was our third big project. On this one, we didn't just use like close friends and then like a couple of actors. It was like there were like probably about 30, 40 people oh, wow. involved. Yeah, wow. so that was a lot of like asking for volunteers so to get some locations we did a, a little bit of uh like hey you know we'll film something for you right. that you can check up online right you know we'll give you That's a day great. and then you just let us film here for a day right. like tit for tat type of thing that's a great way to go about it um and uh and yeah the people were were pretty uh, you know but we, obviously we didn't give there wasn't any price tag associated with it right. you know um and then we started thinking like you know there's there are a huge amount of opportunities just you you kind of came, you came from Boise here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in Nampa. Right. I'm kind of on the outskirts of Nampa-ish. Um, and uh, just down the road is are all the vineyards. Right. In the Snake River oh. Valley. Yeah. And they're uh, premium, premium vineyards. Like yeah. the wine here is 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 stellar. I'm about to check it out. Yeah. Uh, and beautiful too, mm-hmm. because they're right on the Snake River Valley. Oh, perfect. And yeah. uh, when I was in California, I, I visited... Uh, Sacramento's not too far from Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. So I would go there uh, you know, a couple times a year just because it's it's really nice and yeah, it's, it's fun and yeah. and uh if you're in California, they give you they give you free samples. Right. So it's like, oh all right. Why not? Yeah. If, yeah. if you're paying if you're normally paying eight dollars for a drink, go to Napa Valley. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the dinner's gonna be expensive, but right. not the wine. <laughs> um but uh anyway, here here they have a ton of vineyards and if you look on their their website, there's not yeah. a lot of video content, but yeah. when you go look at those views, they're pretty spectacular really yeah absolutely yeah so um i think you're right there's and they actually get a lot of uh tourism in mm. from uh in from utah that makes in sense. this area that because uh i don't know if you've you've heard but like utah has some very regressive yeah. blue laws yeah when it comes to that type of thing and so a lot of people will come up from salt lake city if they want to like imbibe and enjoy themselves mm-hmm. in a way that isn't necessarily like uh uh, kosher <laughs> kosher in that yeah, area yeah. Uh, to use a religious word right. <laughs> so so a lot so they get a lot of uh, uh tourism and i think they're actually building a couple of of hotels here oh. in the nampa, nampa area hmm. specifically uh to, to cater to that market that's smart yeah so yeah i mean it's like i so the, the other day my wife and i were having dinner um in um kind of the north end of boise um, okay and it's a nice area. We, we love it there. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of happened upon the the Boise Co-op. Okay. Which I I love the idea of. And we took mm. a quick kind of walk around it. And it's just such a cool little, you know, neighborhood yeah. market. Yeah. And I got to thinking. And so I, I looked on their website and their Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any video content. And so I... I, I 
I, just on Friday, I emailed them. I said, hey, I'm new in town. I, I love your store. I love the idea of it. If there's anything that I can do from a video perspective or a storytelling perspective, let me know. Cause I'd love mm. to help you out. And so we'll, we'll see if they respond. But it just seems silly to me that they wouldn't have something, even just one like two minute, like this is the Boise co-op. This is who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, it would take a couple of weeks to make and some money, but it would go a long way towards getting the word out. And I still, I know a lot of people know about it, but yeah, if you aren't from here and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people moving in that aren't yeah. from here. So a year ago, just quick tangent, yeah, go for it. a year ago, um, there was a statistic. Um, uh, I was looking this up recently. Uh, fortunately I bought this house like th- three or four years ago or something mm-hmm. like that, right around there. So I, I, I got in quick, but yeah. like at the Smart. right time, yeah. um, it, luck, blind luck. But, uh, uh, at that point, like in 2017, they said that like half of Idahoans aren't from Idaho. Yeah. And so already then yeah. just last year it was yeah. and it's 50 only, 50 so yeah, what you're growing. saying with the, with the with the co-op obviously there's a lot of businesses that are doing the word word of mouth thing mm-hmm. um but uh for for entrepreneurs out there which as this, as the treasure valley grows i think there is going to be a lot more competition yeah obviously and to differentiate yourself where do people look for business right they look online right um yeah so <laughs> this podcast uh Lower Gentry Studios, we were trying to figure out ways to uh, to get word out about all our content, but that creative content takes a lot of time. Sure does. And so I'm like, well, let's look at Treasure Valley Podcast. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't exist. What do you know? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that stuff that hasn't even been. Um, I mean, if you look for videos on YouTube that are that are made in the Treasure Valley, um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of Idaho 48 Hour yeah. films. Um, uh, you know, and I'm sure that th- there are people that d- that create a lot of content on there that I, that I'm unaware of, but mm-hmm. I'm unaware of it, I guess. Which is a problem, <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't know about it, how are you going to find it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there are some there are some other web series and things like that that mm-hmm. have been that have been put out by some really good ones that have been put out by uh, Idaho production companies. But as far as as the type of content that you're talking about as well, and um, there there is, it's not there. Yeah. For I mean, it is, but it's not enough of it. Right. And it's such yeah. a beautiful area. And mm-hmm. there's, from what limited time I've spent here, mm-hmm. like, it seems like there's a lot of talent here too. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle, I think, to, to get stuff out there, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to Idaho. Thank you. Yeah. How, Happy to be here. How can people get in touch with you if they want to, uh, Use your expertise. Sure. So um, I've got a website. It's okay. um, InsleyVisualMedia.com. That's um, okay. I-N-S-L-E-Y-V-I-S-U-A-L Media.com. Okay. And it probably has some video content. Definitely. has my portfolio. <laughs> it's almost all video. <laughs> okay. That's um, good. <laughs> if you want to drop me an email, it's Colin at InsleyVisualMedia.com. Cool. And yeah, it'd be great to meet some people and get down to work. Cool. Well, thanks for coming in and chatting My today. My pleasure, man. And uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to have you on again. I, I want to see your uh, your web series, too. That's, that's December. It'll be okay. coming out in December. I'll, I'll, I'll be plugging the snot out of that. <laughs> in the meantime. All right. Thanks, man. Cool.